I never left. Guys, welcome to the Melanated Whamlin Antwi. We are covering Love in Paradise, Episode 6, Heartbeats and Heartbreaks. I love this show, you guys. I just absolutely love it. But first and foremost, we're going to get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, support the show, you guys. It helps with the production. It helps with just all the things to produce and do these shows. Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. PayPal, Venmo. Venmo? Venmo, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. Linda's so girly. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we do have super chat, super stickers. And shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Without you, these shows wouldn't be possible. And I have so much in store for you guys. I just cannot wait to keep sharing them with you. So Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Donna over at Anchor FM, Raydella, Linda, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Jaleesa, Angela, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Y'all, my day ones. Um, we're back. We're back. We're talking love and paradise, and we are in Jamaica. And I just have to tell you for the record, I'm so over Ariana. It's only six, six episodes in. Hey, Olivia. Hey, girl. Hey. Six episodes in, and this girl, I don't know what world she lives in, but it's not in the real world. I'll tell you that. So... She just feels like meeting with the immigration agent didn't go. Patty, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the super sticker. You are my heart. That is supposed to be a heart. So she feels like the immigration agent situation didn't go how she hoped. Of course it didn't go how she hoped because he ain't trying to be with you. Like I, I Here's my thing with her. She's so stuck on not being a single mom that she's not seeing that she's not in a real relationship, that she's known this dude for two days. And yeah, he's your sperm donor. He's your baby daddy, but he ain't your man. And that's okay. I'm trying to figure out why she feels like it's just so not okay. You decided that you were going to have this baby. And now it's like you're trying to force fatherhood and not just fatherhood, but being a husband and coming to America down his throat. And he's like, listen, I've known you for two days. We're having a baby. That doesn't make me want to pick up my life and move to America and live with you when you don't even have your shit together. It floors me. She, she floors me. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, TG. Hey. So anyways, um, her family's leaving. And Karen, which is such an appropriate name, is saying that, you know, they live from, they're from different worlds. And uh, she's just nervous to leave her baby, who is a grown ass 25 year old woman in Jamaica, even though she's been to Jamaica before, but she's worried to leave her there um, because every time she goes there, they stay at a resort. And now she's never gone to Sherlyn's home, but she's gonna be staying with them for a couple of days. Um, while her sister and her mom go back. So while she's staying at the house, Karen wants to make sure that she feels comfortable leaving her daughter staying with Sherlon. Um, 
And she, Ariana, is happy to stay because she thinks that in the next few days, she's gonna be able to change his mind about going through with the K-1 visa process. And what I thought was interesting, guys, is that she's never known where he's lived before. She's never stayed with them. Well, of course, because when you came to visit on your vacay, when you were feeling yourself, you had only known him for two days before you guys decided to have unprotected sex. And oh, by the way, then you got pregnant. So why would you know where he lived? You've known it. You knew him two days. He's not taking you some vacationer back to his house. Why would he? Right. And that's how I know that there were no other trips made because a, she's never been to his house before. And B, further on in the episode, we find out that they have not had sex since the time that they had sex the first time and then she got pregnant. So there was no like, hey, we've spent more time together. There was no like, hey, I'm flying over and spending some time with you. It was, hey, I met you two days before I was leaving back to America and oh, we had sex. And by the way, now I'm pregnant. And now I need you to marry me, move to America, be the father of my child and help me raise this child. That makes all the sense to me. Does it make sense to you all? Anyhow, so um, she's never known where he's lived before. Mom won't leave till she sees where he, she's staying. Um, they haven't been physical or intimate with each other since she got pregnant. And so she's excited to be there and see where he lives and all the things. And I'm like, okay. So they get to his house. And like, I don't know if any of you guys have been to Jamaica, but that is Jamaica. So Jamaica, there's two Jamaicas. There's the tourist Jamaica where you get in the shuttle from the airport and whatever city you're staying in, they shuttle you to your resort. The resorts are amazing. They're amazing. They're all inclusive. They've got everything, music, pools, food, unlimited everything, anything and everything you want. They've got the tours. And when you, you go to the tours, even when you're on the shuttles, you guys, you see bits of the real Jamaica but very but very little limited views. And then you go to your tour and your tour is great, whether you're ATVing or you're like bungee jumping or you're horseback riding, whatever the thing, you're taking a boat tour, whatever the case may be, you're gonna do some things and it's gonna be amazing. And then they shuttle you back to your resort. And so you just think Jamaica is so beautiful and it is beautiful, but there is poverty there as well. And it, there's there's very like basic living and that could be beautiful too, but it's just something that most Westerners or tourists don't see. So when they do see it, they're all like, oh my God, what is that? So that's what we get a little bit of with uh, Ariana and her family. They get to Sherwin's house and you know, it's it's a small house, but he's he has pride because he has a roof over his head. Now they start complaining that, you know, the ceilings are low, that it's like one room, there's no door on the toilet and there's no air conditioning. And that's one of the reasons he's like, you know what? She would just feel better if she stayed at a resort because she's that person. And if she's gonna just sit here and complain, then you should just stay at the resort. It's your choice to come stay with him. The man that, impregnated you that you had unprotected sex with that you've known for two days. So that's on you, my friend. Um, so <clears throat> haven't been physical or intimate with each other since you got pregnant. 
and she gets to the house. She takes her shoes off because he demands it. Um, he just feels like she'd be more comfortable at a resort. He thinks that she's more like vacation world and not real world. And I, I was like, those are facts. Like she in her mind has a whole different reality. And when the real Jamaica, real reality comes to her life, she's going to bitch and complain. Like I can already feel it. So they find out that there's no real hot water in his apartment. She, Oriana says the bathroom's the worst part because it has no door. The mom's concerned that she'll have all that she needs while she's there. Well, what are you concerned about? She's only staying an extra couple of days. I'm sure she'll be okay with no air conditioning for a couple of days. So Karen, you can calm down. Um, and then as they're leaving, they're on the, the shuttle to go back. They're talking about, you know, are you, when are we going to see you again? It's going to be another year. And he's like, no, you know, I really wanted to do the tourist visa, even though there's only a 50-50 chance, but he really does want to be in America, at least for the birth of his son, right? And so he was like super happy that they were leaving because then they'll be off his back. And he even said, you know, he'll finally be able to have some quality time together, not have to worry about what her family thinks. And it's just really going to be about her and him now, which it should be, right? Because they don't know each other, you guys. They've known each other for two days. And I don't care they keep saying 17 days. That's bullshit. She was there for 17 days. But she met him at the last leg of her her vacation. So you've known him in real life for two days. You spent, what, six months talking over the phone and FaceTiming. But you don't know each other. And it shows. And you know what also shows? It shows that you guys aren't really in love. Like, I don't see any chemistry there. What I see is two people that are happening to have a baby. They don't know each other, but they're stuck in the situation and they're trying to make the best of it. That's what I see. So <clears throat> she's lying on the bed. She gets his heart monitor out and she wants him to hear the heartbeat because, you know, he hasn't been able to have that opportunity because, you know, she's been back in America. And he finds it right away and he's stoked. And in Jamaican terms, he says, you know, his glad bag has burst. And I thought that that was really sweet. And he said, you know, he's had doubts about going to the U S but hearing his son's heartbeat makes him want to get there for at least the birth of his son. Now, this is what I think is great about this situation is in this show, Ariana is trying to make him out to be the bad guy. She's trying to make him out to be the deadbeat dad. She's trying to make him out to be a bum. She's trying to make him out to be like the typical stuff that you hear about Jamaicans that are all stereotypes. And Sherlin is not having it. Sherlin presents himself well. He talks with ration and reason. And he's just every, all the crazy stuff that she says to him, he doesn't, he doesn't get bothered by it. He doesn't get spun up by it. And he doesn't allow her to make him look foolish. If anything, she's making herself look crazy. Hey, Trisha. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, she says, it's so crazy. She's lucky he didn't ghost her behind. Those are facts. He didn't have to do shit for her because he doesn't know her. She has all these demands and concerns and trying to make him feel like he is, you know, a deadbeat. But we all have to remember that they've known each other for two days. 
So he's doing more than I, even, even if she was in America and she met some random dude at the bar and had sex with him, knew, went out with him another time, two days, boom, that's it. There's no guarantee that he would stick around. There's no guarantee. Cause you know what? You don't know each other. It's not like you guys were dating. You guys were bed buddies while she was on vacay. He thought he was never going to see you again, but because you raw dogged it and got present pregnant and then chose to keep the baby. Now he's the bad guy. Cause he doesn't want to uproot his life to someone he doesn't know. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop. Just stop it. So she was talking this big talk, like, oh, she's finally going to get some alone time with them. They're finally going to be able to be intimate, all the things. But we find out the next morning that she had no sex drive. But she's happy that the father of her baby is going to be able to take care of her and pamper her. And here's the thing, okay? That's beautiful. But we also see that that's what he wants to do. He bought her all the snacks. We saw he was rubbing her feet, all the things. Like, he does want to be there. And be a good person and take care of the mother of his child. Now that doesn't show that there's any chemistry, like they're going to be a couple, but he is stepping up to do the right thing to be the father of this child. And nothing that this crazy girl is going to continue to try to say to knock him down is going to change that. So they go on a date night to the office of a nature lobster grill, which I thought was super awesome like right on the beach catch the lobster cook the lobster in front of you and then they start talking about baby names now Sherlyn wants to name his son odin uh which he says is a viking name and from his ancestors and he says his ancestors are vikings from the asgard king the norwegian god he feels it's a strong name and it means all father and that's what he wants to name his son. She's not having it. She doesn't really like it. She says her family doesn't like it. And then she goes into the same stupid thing that she continues to say every single episode that she doesn't know if she wants to name him after Sherlyn because she doesn't know if he's going to be an active father, an active participant. And it's going to be bad for the baby if the baby has a different last name than her and the rest of her family. And I was like, what world do you live in? What world do you live in that that is actually an issue? The kid always has the, the dude's last name. 99.9% .9 of the time. Yeah, not all the time. But like, what are you even saying? Because I, I, I hear you, Ariana, but I don't understand you. I really don't understand you. I don't understand why she's so stuck on being a single mom, while she's so stuck on saying that, she has given up everything. She's sacrificed everything. She's done everything. And he hasn't done anything. First of all, you don't work. Second of all, what did you exactly sacrifice? You moved out of your apartment and left school because you got pregnant on your spring break vacation. And you realized that you weren't going to be able to do it alone. But you still decided that you were going to have this baby. So you moved back home because they do say it takes a village. You move back home and then we find out that you aren't even working either. But those were all conscious decisions that you made because there are plenty of people that go to school, that work, that are pregnant, and even have families that they take care of. 
So I'm not clear exactly what you feel that you've given up and sacrificed. You made those conscious decisions on your own, period. And you are not the only person that is pregnant or has been pregnant in their lives. And you are not the only person that is a single woman having a baby. And I might dare add that you have it easier. A lot of people don't have the support surrounding them that you have, Ariana. So I'm going to need you to stop bitching and saying that you're doing so much and you've sacrificed so much because I actually don't see what you've sacrificed at all. You made a decision. All the decisions you've made so far have been decisions that you have made for yourself, period. And he said the same thing. He's like, you agreed you wanted to keep this baby. Those are his words. And those are my words to you as well. You agreed that you wanted to keep this baby. You made that decision on your own, Ariana, or with Sherlyn, and now here you are. So suck it up, my friend, suck it up, suck it up. There are worse things in the world than being a single mother or having a father that's you know halfway across the world. There are worse things, trust and believe. Let's look at Dougie from Love After Lockup, okay? I'd rather have a parent that is not there and toxic than a parent that is forcing a situation that may be toxic. You think getting married is the end-all be-all, getting that K-1 visa and having Sherlon is the end-all be-all? You got to also remember that then what? Because he's going to have to be happy, be in love with you, be and want to be with you then raise the kid, also have to have a job, keep the job, pay the bills, all the things when he's already established in his life and he's already clearly happy where he is. So I'm going to need y'all to take all that into consideration. And the K-1 is not the end-all answer to everything. Being married is not the end-all answer to everything. Hey, Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey. Moving on to Panama with Kay and Mark. Mark's all in. Okay, he's all in. We find out he's head of sales of a small craft brewery. He's been saving money up for this trip. And he really wants to woo Kay. So he booked a night at a nice resort. He really, really wants uh, her to answer his ultimatum. Um, Key, or excuse me, Kay says that Mark's been sweet and attentive to her, really trying to spoil her with this, this resort trip. And he's doing it because... He wants her to move to California and be with them. And so <clears throat> they're making out, having a good time, being in the moment, because that's Kay's big thing is being in the moment. He, We find out he's leaving in two days, and he really doesn't want to lose the good time vibe that he's had for this trip. It's been an awesome trip for him, but he also wants an answer to his ultimatum. So he asks her, what do you want to do about us? And she says... The idea of moving to California is not possible. She's like, I can't do it. She's happy where she is. She's relaxed here. And, oh, by the way, she's not going. Now, Mark is surprised. He was hoping that she would say yes. And I think it's funny because, you know, in his mind, he had built up even before he got there that this is what she was going to do. So that's why he's super surprised that she decided that that's not what I'm going to do. Just because you've decided doesn't mean that that's exactly what's going to happen. And then she laid down the law. She was like, 
She doesn't know if she's in love with him to make that big of a move. She loves him, but she doesn't know if she's in love with him. And he's like, oh, you're cold. And she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. She's being very sincere. She's got lots of love for Mark, but not in love with him. And it's too soon to move to California. And she has to be true to herself. She said she'll miss him, but she's not uprooting her life just because he came and visited her for 10 days. And now he expects her to pick up her life and move. She's got substance abuse issues. She's finally in a good place. Like she said, she feels happy and relaxed where she is. And here's the thing. Geneva or Genevieve, his friend that he talked to and called, had more sense than Mark had. And here's why I'm saying that. This whole trip, Mark might be a great guy, but he's not A, a big communicator, and B, he's very selfish. So it's everything on his terms. So he's lived there. He's he's obviously been able to make it work in Panama, but he didn't even put that on the table. That wasn't an option. He doesn't want to speak Spanish. He doesn't put an effort to speak Spanish. And she has put all the effort in to speak English. And that's the only way that they can communicate is because she can speak some English. Now, Mark wants all the things, but he doesn't want to do any of the work. He doesn't want to put any of the effort in. He doesn't want to say, hey, you know what? We're in this together. He wants it to be his way or no way. So, hey, guess what? We reconnected after 10 years. He left his long-term nine-year relationship, by the way, and I've talked about that before, left that girl in California because he felt that Kay was the love of his life, decided that he she's the one that he's going to marry, comes down there for whatever, 10 days, tells her, hey, you know what? I love you. I want to be with you. I want you to uh, leave your life, pick up everything, move back to California with me so that we can get married and live our best lives. But I'm not willing to make any sacrifices on my end. So I'm definitely not moving here. I'm definitely not learning the language. I'm definitely not open to having a long distance relationship. I'm not open to have an open relationship. All the things, I'm what he's not about to do. So do you think that this girl is going to be like, yeah, that sounds great. Let me just leave all my life and come there for you. That sounds amazing. Of course not. She's going to say, you know what? I enjoy spending time with you. This is fun. We're having a good time, but I'm not in love with you because you're not really trying to be in love with me because you're not trying to sacrifice or compromise anything. You want it your way or the highway. So guess what? You're getting the highway. So um, he says he's crushed. He can't believe the person he's in love with doesn't love him back. Uh, He thought that they would be together forever. And then he says something that, again, is selfish. He's like, he's probably not going to see each other ever again. Why, Mark? Because she's not going to move. So if you are in love with him, you love her so much that you guys are going to spend the rest of your life together. You wanted to marry her, but you're not willing to make another trip or maybe have her come visit. This is it. This is it. But you love her. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, So it's the next day. Kay's working out. And my God, she's so fit. You guys, I'm just like, oh, that beach workout. Just can I get some of those muscles, please? So she's working out and they both have decided to take the morning alone. He again says he's crushed, um, knowing that she doesn't love him the way he loves her. He decides to call Genevieve, his friend, 
And he says he thinks it's over because she's not in love with him right now. She's more of a day-to-day person. He doesn't want to be in a long-distance relationship. He doesn't want to be in an open relationship. And she's like, well, do you think that maybe all of this is happening because of your non-willingness to compromise? The first thing his friend said to her, said to him. And then she said, maybe she'll fall in love with you if you compromise. Um, And then she's like, you know, maybe you should listen to her and see what she wants and see what her needs are. And like, would you consider moving somewhere for her? And he's like, if you asked me any other time, I would have said no uh, up until this minute, but maybe, you know, I'm willing to move now. Oh, really, Mark? After you lay down the law, after you said what you were not about to do and you're realizing that you're about to lose this woman, you might be open to moving. You should have thought of that before you put all the demands in. Trisha says, Mark is selfish, not even learning Espanol. What a tool. And Vanessa says, he's not in love with Kay either. He sees her as an object to entertain him. Listen, if he was so in love with her, the relationship wouldn't be over. If he was so in love with her, he would be willing to compromise. They would be able to work it out somehow and figure out where they can live. And if they have to do long distance for a little bit longer until they figure it out and make sure that they want to be together, then that's what they would do. It wouldn't be an either or situation. And it definitely wouldn't be, oh, since you decided that you're not going to move in these 10 days, then it's over and I'm never going to see you again. What what kind of love is that? It's ridiculous. On to Costa Rica with Daniel and Amber. Amber's been in Costa Rica for a week. This relationship to me has all the red flags, all the red flags, all the red flags. Um, she's saying like, this is the last trip they're going to be together before she's his wife and he's her husband. They haven't really connected on this trip. Um, she feels like she needs to chill out before she loses him forever. And I'm like, Amber, you need to lose him forever. He does not love you. He does not love you at all. He wants to come to America and bring his brother and his mother And when they get that green card, he will be gone, period. He does not love you. You hear me, Amber? He does not love you. So she doesn't want to lose him. Daniel has planned a surprise ATVing situation, which I don't know if you guys have gone ATVing. It's super, super fun. That looks looks super fun with the waterfall, the swimming, all the things. But that's not going to make this relationship any better. Um, they sit and talk. Yes, R. Brown. Hey, girl. Hey, Amber needs to run. And Trisha says, red flag, red flag alert for sure. Amber sits down and opens her heart and says, you know, she feels overwhelmed. She realizes she's not the easiest person to deal with, but it's been a hard year for her. Yes, it's been a hard year for all of us in this pandemic. Uh, it's been a roller coaster, she says trying to get the K-1 done, working two jobs while taking care of 23-year-old Daniel because he refuses to work. 23-year-old Daniel because he refuses to work. That's been a stress. So she's been overwhelmed. She feels like she has all the weight on her shoulders and she's super stressed out. First of all, Amber, 
Why does your 23-year-old fiance not want to work? Why does he not work? He moved to Costa Rica for a job. Met you, quit his job. Got another job, quit his job because he was supposed to do the K-1 paperwork and he couldn't get the time off of work. You know how ridiculous that sounds? And for the simple fact that you are accepting it, he knows he's going he's gonna to run you. You're going to get took, period, for all the things because you already are getting taken for all your money. You're telling me that you're running amok, running two jobs so that you can pay the 23-year-olds who's able and capable to work in a resort town in Costa Rica. You're paying his bills. And not only are you paying his bills, he lives with his brother. So that means you're paying his brother's bills too. You're keeping a roof over their head and over your head. And he's, both of them are 23 and what, 22? They can't work? You lost your friggin' mind. He broke his phone. So he wants you to bring him a new one. His internet bill, he doesn't pay, so you pay it so that you can talk to him. I mean, there. What red flag do you not see? Just curious. However, all of a sudden, it's all Amber's fault. And Daniel's like, yeah, you know, I appreciate that you're doing all of those things. And then she apologizes to Daniel for being hard on him, apologizes to Daniel for him being at a bar while she was there talking to another girl and flirting with her because that's clearly what he was doing. But it was Amber's fault because she overreacted. Now, does Amber have trust issues? Absolutely. Does Amber have issues about cheating? Absolutely, because she's been cheated on in the past. Has she brought that baggage into this relationship? Absolutely, but guess what? Those aren't the red flags I'm worried about. The red flags I'm worried about is this husband of yours or your future husband who's 23, who expects you to take care of him and then in that same breath says that he wants to be the man that she wants him to be. Well, how are you showing that? Daniel, because you don't work. And it's not because you can't work. You just don't. You don't because Amber is, is funding your life. And the simple fact that she came here and then you just told her now that the K-1 process is closer, that you're also going to take your brother and your mama with you. Yep. Okay. He says, trust me. Tells her that he loves her. And then he says, this is the part that you guys are not going to be able to change my mind. He says, trust me, I love you. And he hopes that everything is better when he goes to America. Not, hey, I hope everything's better because we're going to communicate more. We're going to love on each other more. We're going to be there for each other more. We're going to support each other more. And we're in this together. No, I hope things are better when I get to America. <laughs> I hope that the money train continues. I hope that when I'm gallivanting about with my brother in America on your dime, that you're going to remember this conversation that I said that you need to trust me and that I love you, but you need to stop nagging me and you need to stop being jealous of all the women that I'm about to be talking to. Okay. But Amber feels that they reconnected on this trip. She loves him, she doesn't want to lose him, and she's moving forward with this whole K-1 process, and I think it's ridiculous. 
Trisha says, I need an Amber in my life. LOL. Oh, Amber. Oh, Amber. Oh, Amber. This is a mess. It's a mess. And last and certainly not least, Martine and Steven, which I feel like, and I want to know, out of all the four couples, you guys, what couple do you think is going to make it? What couple do you think is going to make it? Do you think it's going to be Ariana and Sherlon, Kate and Mark, Daniel and Amber, or Martine and Steven? I'm curious. Oh, Maria, you just got here. I went off on the whole Amber situation. She isn't. She just needs to wake up. She needs to wake up immediately, if not sooner. She is being taken, taken for a ride. Her 23-year-old fiance is about to take her for the ride of her life. If she feels this last year and a half was a roller coaster, she has not seen anything yet. This man right here, this man right here is about to, she's, like I keep saying, she's about to get took 100%. Martina and Steven, uh, she went to the gym. He's sitting on a beautiful patio overlooking the ocean, having breakfast, wants to know why she didn't wake him. We find out because of the fight they had the night before he slept on the couch. Um, she's having like all these feelings, right? She's leaving in a couple of days, but she can't get past what she saw on the phone because she has insecurities because he's cheated on her in the past. So she's having a hard time moving past that. And he's hurt, he says, because she thinks that he's still sneaking around and he explains it from his side. So his side is they've been together for three years. In the first five months of them dating, he felt that they weren't exclusive. So he was DJing on a party cruise. He met someone, they exchanged numbers and they they ended up liking each other, vibing with each other and they had a fling, okay? He said the fling only lasted a month. He realized that in that month, he wanted to be with Martine, that he liked Martine more than he liked this girl. So he said the quote, entanglement, ended. A year later, Martine's going through his phone, finds out about the girl, even though he says that it ended five months before. Now, the timeline to me is a little wanky. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, you've been together for three years. You're saying in the first five months, you guys weren't exclusive, and that's when you met this girl. But then the relation ends, ended also five months and Martine just happened to find it a year late. Like the timeline, it's a little, a little janky to me. It's a little jank to me. And then when you said it was just a one month fling, but then at the same time you said it was an entanglement. I, I don't know. I think maybe it lasted longer than a month. And I think that maybe it ended and you still got caught, but I don't think it was just like one month. That's just my looking through the lines here. So um, that's how he said it happened. So she was hurt. He doesn't want to hurt her like that ever again. He has been completely dedicated to her. He also says that you can trust me. You should trust me. Um, I want to be with you he feels like Martine causes all these problems because she's trying to like make issues in the relationship. She's trying to run away from the relationship. And she's like, no, I'm not trying to run away. 
she's going with her gut instinct. And I always tell you guys, your gut instinct, always go with your gut. Your gut is telling you something. If you are having these red flags in your gut, it's, there's a reason. It's that, uh, what is it? Fight or flight? That's what it is. Listen to your gut instinct. It's there for a reason. If something is not sitting right with you, it's not sitting right with you for a reason. And with Martine, it's over and over and over again that she's having this feeling. Now, you've been with this dude for three years. And if you're saying in that first year, that's when he cheated in that first five months. And let's just go by what he said. And you guys were not exclusive. Then really, he didn't really cheat because you weren't exclusive. Now, if you were exclusive, then it was cheating, but then you also forgave him because you've now been with him another two additional years. But if your gut is telling you that something's not right, then you need to to end that relationship. And she even said it. She's either have to forgive him or she has to get out of the relationship. It can't, you can't be in this limbo thing where you're going to be like the crazy girlfriend that doesn't trust the boyfriend because you always think he's cheating. And then you have distance. So you don't even know what he's doing on a day-to-day basis. And there's no way you can know because you're not there. That's going to drive you crazy. So you have to either decide that you're going to forgive and move on or you're going to leave that relationship. And it's interesting to me that you're all entwined with this family but he's seemingly like still thinking that that ain't it. So after three years, you you think you both would know, like either we want to move forward or we don't want to move forward at all. It, it, it's clear to me. Maria says, I want them to make it because they make such a cute couple. Pills in Ibiza and Amanda says, I can't believe that after all that, he's going to propose to her. Crazy. Crazy. So um, he says he wants to be with her. He wants to do better for her. He doesn't want to lose her. We see in the previews that he goes to buy a ring. He wants to propose to her, but he's also having second thoughts. I feel like she's already having second thoughts. And you know, y'all need to listen to your gut instinct. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. It's, do you know what I mean? Like, I know you want to be happy. I know you've invested all this time. I personally think that they're going to make it. Um, I think they're the, one of the only couples out of the four couples that are probably going to make it. Maria says, I, tr- I think he's truly is afraid of losing her. She has had it and he knows it. Yep. And that, that happens a lot, Maria. It happens a lot. Like, I got to tell you that there are women that are like over and over again, like, oh, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. But I will tell you this from a woman's perspective. When a woman is done, she's done. And like, there's something that shifts in her. And she starts to plan her exit strategy in her head. And that's what we're seeing with Martine. Martine is like starting to exit in her mind, like the reasons why she doesn't want to be in this relationship. And she's starting to rationalize them in her mind. And if she gets to the point where she's done, it will be over. And then it's so interesting because a lot of the times the men that you're in that relationship with, they finally realize that they're going to lose you. And that's when they want to take all this action and make the moves. And by then it's too late. 
So hopefully he gets it together sooner than later. And I hope that they make it. Like, I have a feeling that they're going to make it. I have a feeling that they're going to make it out of all the couples. I think they will. Uh, listen, Amber and Daniel, I think that's just going to be a really bad situation, a really bad situation. I don't think Ariana and Sherlon, I don't think Sherlon's ever, I think he's going to come to America for the birth of his baby. And then he's going to turn around and go right back home. Cause he's not feeling her at all. Uh, he doesn't love her and he doesn't want to be with her, but he wants to be a dad to that kid. Uh, and then Kay and Mark, I don't think Kay is ready for an uh, exclusive relationship quite yet. I think that she does enjoy Mark's company, but I don't think that she wants anything long-term for right now. And that's going to be a problem for Mark because Mark uh, is ready to settle down. So time is going to be the issue with that one. Crystal says, Sherlyn and Ariana will probably be in conversation the longest only because there is a kid. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that they will co-parent. I don't think that they will be in a relationship, though. But we'll see. Lots ahead. There's a lot of head. That's everything, you guys. That is the show. Daniel and Amber are what? Daniel and Amber are giving me Jay and Ashley vibes. Not sure why. Daniel. Maybe because it's the age thing. Same situation. I could see that. And Patty says, Mark is a huge dud. So lazy. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, tomorrow I'm covering Darcy and Stacy. I know last week I had a short week because I took a mini vacay. Uh, so I'm going to cover two episodes tomorrow. I'm not sure if I should do it two hours back to back or should do an hour and then a break and then another hour. I'll figure it out. But tomorrow is going to be all things Darcy and Stacy. Trisha, hey girl, hey, enjoyed my first live. Yay, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Keep coming back because we love our melanated family. Um, speaking of Jay and Ashley, I know this is not the show, but it's all under the 90 day umbrella. I, I will say this. So I uh, hope you guys are following me all across social media. I posted something about uh, Jay and Ashley because it was very bizarre to me and I'm going to be talking about it in depth in news and gossip, but I will do a little teaser here. So Jay went live on Instagram and Ashley joined his live and I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about what Ashley has said about talking to Jay. And then I'm just going to give you, so, you know, a lot of you guys send me like good information. And one of my followers sent me information that she stayed on the live and Jay was like laughing saying that basically Ashley wants, still wants him, wants to ride his, you know what? And um, I was like, see that right there? No bueno. But I'm going to talk about it on Friday. So, guys, I will see you tomorrow for Darcy and Stacey. Have a wonderful rest of your Taco Tuesday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Bye for now.